Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. All right, guys, here we are at the Influent Podcast, and uh, this week we have Chris and Amber, Amber McCool, Chris um, Roberts. Roberts. And we're at we're at a meeting right now, a meeting called 242. And this is a group you guys started. Mm-hmm. And you summarized it real well. You said it was about those for, for people who are mixing business and mission. People who want to do business and mission. Right. So Yeah, so we have just gathered people together that have a heart for business and have a heart for missions. And we want to teach them and show them that they're marketplace their career is their ministry you know they don't have to go to <laughs> come on nepal they don't have to go to africa those things are amazing and we love yeah. to send people there but at the same time wherever you are in your life now that is your ministry okay so and so far one of the themes that's kind of been coming out and both of you just talked about it and i wish we had captured it for our podcast listeners but it's this theme of winning right this theme of winning now that's an odd topic for mm-hmm. us as Christians, right? But that's weird. That's weird mm-hmm. that it's odd. Mm-hmm. Okay? You think about it. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is weird. I mean, who doesn't want to win? Who says, right. I want to be a loser, right? Right. right? I want to be a loser and come to Jesus. He'll help you be a loser. You right. know, is that, right. is that really what we're after? I mean, that's not what we're about. And, yeah. and in fact, in fact, if you look in the promises of God, right? How many of you believe for the God the, that God can heal, right? Yes. You know that's a temporal promise. That's a promise. It's only good for this life, right? It's not good in that. It's not an everlasting promise. It's only for this life. But it's a temporal promise, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so is so is the promise of blessing and wealth and success. And just as we, it's just the same. If we grab onto healing. Why do we throw off the other promises? You'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You'll lend to nations and borrow from none. You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out. Your, your fields will be blessed. Your flocks will be blessed. Your herds will be blessed. Your business will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. These are your and my promises. Okay. Right. So we're talking about winning. And one of the things, you know, I'm just kind of a, you know, I'm a, I'm a papa and is really what, just beats in my heart it's just i want kids to win i want people to win and do well and i see a lot of christians seem to have more stumbling blocks than non-christians in their success right now that's wrong it shouldn't be why do christians have a harder time with some things and winning is a good one that's a good one why christians have more questions about this Mm -hmm. right right and so we, we're going we're gonna to have a little, a little series here. We're going to do this the next five, five times, and we'll do a little podcast on the f- five of the top reasons how Christians set themselves up to be losers. How Christians <laughs> set themselves up to be losers. And, and one of the top ways they set themselves up to be losers is this view of the will of God. This view of the will of God. Is the will of God... Uh, um, um, what, what, what's my word for it? Prohibitive. Prohibitive. Thank you. It's a good word. Yeah. 
the will of God, is it prohibitive or is it permissive? Meaning, is the will of God for your life, is it like one little thing every day for the rest of your life? There's only one thing that's right and everything else is anathema. It's off limits, it's out of bounds. This is a super important question for you. Mm -hmm. This is super important. Or is is God, is there a permissive will? Is, Is pretty much everything is okay except there's some boundaries. There's some guardrails. Hey, stay away from, you know, these areas because they're harmful, they're hurtful, right? Yeah. Which is it? And I find a lot of Christians have this very narrow view. So I have right? a question. Shoot. So there's always going to be choices in life and making big decisions. Does God want us to just choose? Is there one best thing or what That's is it. it that we're supposed to do? That's the question. And what do you say? I think going off the guardrails, there's guardrails that God has for us where it's like, okay, don't, don't touch these things. Don't, you know, don't sway here. But I believe there's multiple choices. There might be a best or a better, but whatever one we choose, God's still going to bless us and still going to pursue us. That's right. Exactly. In fact, he's going to bless us no matter what. Yeah. Okay. And even if we get too close to the guardrails, he's he's still going to bless us, but he's part of the blessing is going to be helping us create some distance to the guardrails but but a lot of Christians view the kingdom of God as a a maze to get through right trying to discern the will of God and it's like a maze you're trying to get through blindfolded you know like boom bump into a wall you know no 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 door closed go over here you know and and versus a ranch where a ranch it's like what do we want to do if your my kid comes up to me I own a ranch and they say Dad, what's your will for me? Should I, you know, milk the cows or feed the chickens? Ah. <laughs> you know, my response would be, why don't you do one and then the other? Right? <laughs> right? And so so we get we get stuck on this prohibitive view of God's will. Is he primarily a big no in the sky? He's the big God that's primarily got a no for your life. That's primarily what his job is is speaking no over your life. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just want to say absolutely not. Okay, as a father, I've raised four amazing children who are very, very, you know, they love God, they're going for God with all their hearts, they're very successful in life, and I never told my kids what to do with their life. I, I, I wanted to find out what was in their hearts and help them do it, yeah. right? And this is a great question, I, I, you know, for another podcast, it's how to hear God for personal direction. Mm-hmm. I want to speak to that, how to do it. You know, we don't have enough time right now, but, but I believe the heart is the map to God's will. Yeah. The human heart is the map to God's will. What if he designed you in such a way to do it with a, a calling and a design go together? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he designed your heart to like that calling. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay. But back on this on this permissive permissive will of God. Um, Luke 19. So this is between the this this is the parable of the minas between the, the first and second advent, which is where we are. He came once, he hasn't come the second time. We're there. And he said this, a king went to receive a kingdom and 
and come back after a while. So he entrusted his wealth to us, and he said, he said, do business until I come. This was so interesting. Do what business, <laughs> King Jesus? Silence. Pick. <laughs> Pick. Pick something. Go run a moving business, right? Go flip houses. Go do, it doesn't really matter. Pick something, you know? And it's so funny, you know, my kids pick something. You don't always pick things that's just perfect the, the first time, but that's all right. You know, God directs it, right? We plan our ways, but the Lord directs our steps. But the plan is a real, it's important, right? So um, do we really need, do we really need a prophetic direction for, for every little activity of our life. This is, this is kind of related, stumbling block, where Christians get hung up. You know, where, do they need a prophetic direction for everything in their life? Now, some people successfully live their life kind of in, from one prophetic direction to another, right? But I find most people can't, can't be successful that way, okay? I had one guy come to me, and I shared this story, right? Uh, you know, he said, I'm getting so close to God now, Every morning I ask him what I'm to eat for breakfast that morning, get his will for my breakfast foods. And and I'm I go with him, man, that guy's so holy, you know, and I'm just I just so I'm so jazzed. And then I then I start afterwards I start thinking, that's a little weird. You know what what if what if my kids, thirty years old, come to me and says, Dad, what should I eat for breakfast today? Every day after thirty years. Wouldn't that be a little weird? You'd be like, you know what? Why don't you research breakfast foods and make a wise decision? And then we can talk about it. Right? It, it's like, it's like we've, we've got so much religious baggage sometimes, and it really weighs us down. It slows us down mm -hmm. from making good, wise decisions. You know, related to this, we, we also believe that, that, uh, that we always want a miracle rather than wisdom. Right? Would you rather have a miracle business or would you rather have a wisdom business? Well, I believe God favors wisdom businesses. Okay? In wisdom, it says, Proverbs 19, he founded the earth. Uh, he, he laid the foundations of the earth in wisdom. So gravity, physics, it's genius. It's God's genius. The way you sow and you reap, it's God's genius. Does that make sense? The way... The way you cre the leader people are led, and the way leadership and management happens, it's God's genius. The way He designed us, right. it's all design. Yeah. So He created wisdom. He cre He's He's not trying to get rid of wisdom, my friends. He He made it work that way. He likes the way it works. He designed it that way. So, you know, when a when a guy sits, is in his closet and says, "Lord, provide for me," he says, "Maybe go plant a seed in your field." and then maybe go water it tomorrow. You follow me? He wants us to use the system mm -hmm. because he likes the system. He's, right. He doesn't hate the system. Miracles are awesome. Manna, right, is awesome when there is no land that's producing. But sometimes he wants the land to produce. The, the higher way is not the miracle. The higher way is the land producing and the, the manna ceasing. So comment on that. Well, I think about when it was only when they entered the land the day after that manna stopped falling. Right, so God provided for them up until that point. But, you know, if we think through this logically, winning always involves 
risk, or at the very least time. Mm -hmm. And if winning doesn't involve risk, or if we don't care about winning, then there's no point in taking risks. And so my whole motivation is just to do what keeps me comfortable and not what keeps me free or not what keeps me not alive or, or, or winning. So I think you're spot on. Thank you. I think so too. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, and, and what is God primarily after? Again, my whole paradigm has completely shifted. If you read my second book, Kingdom Horizon, you'll, you'll see what I'm after. And it's about God's primary harvest in the earth. The primary thing he is after in the earth is kings and queens. The harvest is the sons of the kingdom. Read Matthew 13, the parable of the wheat and the tares. He sows a seed. He calls the seed sons of the kingdom, daughters of the kingdom. And the harvest is angels at the end of the age, and they come to harvest. The he is, he, what if he's creating kings and queens? That's the point, to rule and reign with him, as mm -hmm. the Bible says. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a king, do you want to learn wisdom? Or you just want to learn how to, how to get one more miracle, right? It's like, imagine I was a stock investor for a while. My son coming to me every day and saying, Dad, what should I buy today? What stock symbol? And I say, X, Y, Z. Tomorrow is the same thing, X, Y, Z. After 30 years, what has he learned? Yeah. Nothing. What if God, that's not a king. I haven't created a king. I've created a little robot. Yeah. Right? What if God wants to train you to lead people? He wants to train you to, right. to think through things. He wants yeah. to train you to make a plan. He wants to train you how to deal with people, right? How to deal with tough situations. It's like mm -hmm. this this horrible room called a workout room, you know, it's called, it's the earth. You know, created all these challenges. Like, it's not so horrible. With metal machines <laughs> that torture your muscles and, you know, it's called the earth. Yeah. Right. He created this earth. Yeah, here's the CrossFit queen. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. God, I'm already in pain, I know. You have to have the physical and the spiritual workout and That's discipline. Right. So, so he's, he's creating kings and queens, and so the point is he's, he's created these mm -hmm. challenges for you, these business challenges, and why he said, do business until I come. And then, of course, in Luke 19, those who did business successfully were given cities to rule with Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he's creating kings and queens. So winning matters. It matters that we win. And by the way, if we're going to really be influential, if the world wants to get rich, are you gonna, if we do a blog post and we're the poorest people on the planet about how to get rich, who's gonna want it? Watch right. it, right? right. And it, the truth right. is, if we wanna influence the earth, we need to lead it. We need to be leaders. We need to be ones that they look up to. Yeah. And in fact, the Jewish race is. I mean, they're just so amazing. You know, I think it's 0.2% of the global population, 25% right. of the Nobel laureates right. in the world and many others. My final point I want, I want to make is this. It's kind of related to this idea of, so this idea of prophetic obedience, moment-by-moment moment obedience. Is that what God is after, kind of momentary obedience to everything? Well, again, that's not my view. If you look at, if that's not, my son today does not obey his father like that. Dad, what time should I wake up this morning? Dad, should I go to work today? You know, he's 30 years old, he's a banker, you know, like, he doesn't ask me those right. kind of questions. And in fact, if you look at obedience, John, John, uh, John 14, 21, 
He said, uh, he, who, he who loves me is he who, who obeys my commandments and follows me. The obedience is to the commandments. It's to his teachings. It's being a follower, an adherent of his teachings and his ways. So let's not make something that's awesome mm -hmm. different than it is. Right? right? So, um, so obedience, even... even Okay, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. You go preach the gospel of all nations, you know, preach, make disciples of all nations, preach the gospel, teaching them to obey my commandments. Again, it's about adhering to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Wow. So that's the boundary lines. It's the teachings of Jesus Christ. All right? And obedience is not this moment by moment. So how do we actually, how do we actually, you know, because we do, we do think there's things that are better than other things, right? How do we find that? How do we get there? And um, and it's it's super, you know. Let's do another podcast on that here. But how do we find that perfect direction and will? You know, mostly I love exploring. I'll make a plan first, mm -hmm. even before I, with no plan and executing the plan, I just make a plan. And I see how it feels. Does it feel good? Does it feel bad? Right? You ever have that? And it feels good or feels mm -hmm. bad, right? This is a little Miss right. Prophetic woman here. She's uh, she's always surprising me with the this this great little. It's interesting how many coincidences there have been <laughs> in all this whole thing. Coinc coincidences. Yes. <laughs> um, but but you make a plan. You see how it feels, and then you just take keep taking the next step. But I move based on peace, where I have peace. So I, I, I say, God, is this, is this unhealthy for me? And if, if you don't have a check, if you don't feel like a no, you just move forward. Mm -hmm. That's permission. Yeah. That's permission. It's like, just wait and see if it, if it feels gross. It feels right. tough. Yeah. You know? So comment on that. Yeah, it sounds like a faith journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you actually had the faith to walk like that, step by step, and sometimes in the dark. That's yeah. what we're called to. It's the only way to please God. This is the only chance we get. Yeah. The only chance we'll ever have to walk by faith. Yeah. Because we leave this earth, we go to heaven, it's over. No more chances. Not by faith anymore. You see him. So any other comments on just the, the, the permissive will of God versus the prohibitive will? Amber? I think something that's on my mind is that it's okay to take the wrong steps and to make mm. the wrong Great choices point. sometimes. And God, you know, won't be mad at you and he won't lash his anger down at you, but he he's so faithful and so loving even in those situations. But what we're just trying to do is get people to think about their own life and think about how do you make decisions? How do you make big decisions in your life and how can you take that risk and walk in faith in those moments where it's the hardest and you're feeling so vulnerable and you're you're feeling like Maybe you're, you're unsure, but that's when you have to, like you said, Chris, yeah. take that risk and just take a step forward and try it on. See what it yeah. feels like, like your analogy with clothes, right? You might see a pair of jeans and they look amazing and you try it on and you're like, oh no, these don't fit right. So it's like, try it on, like take, take those steps forward and just see what, see what happens and be prayerful through those times as well and just keep pressing in towards God. But fear of missing God should really not be a part of our no. of no. our decision making. You, you no. give him, give no. God, a, give God open doors to just 
bring you, you know, negative confirmations. And besides that, move forward. Yeah. Make a plan. Don't be afraid to move forward. And that's exactly right. Risk taking is so important. What if Papa is not about just trying to give us the answer and give us get us to point A and to B as fast as possible? If you want to do that, why do you invent childhood? Right. Crying out loud. Right, right. Childhood is the most inefficient thing. You know, they're so they're just so slow in getting from A to B, you know? And it's he's not about A to B. He is about the process. Yes. He wants, he loves to be in a mistake with you. He loves to say, yeah, that was a bad choice, man. That was, but that's awesome. Look what you learned, right? That's awesome. What did you get out of that? Yeah. You know? But that's becoming a king and a queen, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. So we just, you know, here's the message. Go for it, right? And let's jettison ancient baggage, okay? Like this prohibitive view of God's will. It, it, is, it is garbage from another age, okay? And let's jettison that thing. Let's jettison that thing, all right? <laughs> Flush that thing, okay? It's gone. It's gone. Amen? Amen. All right, there we go. There's our podcast for this week. <laughs>